Diablo Bang. Hans, you had a busy day, but uh, how was your night? It's getting better, Court. All right. <laughs> I guess please rise this pl- week. Be seated also this week. Uh, we are back in the courtroom <laughs> with a full house. Full, full deck, deck of cards. cards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ash A.L. Gehring, Van Gehring is here. She's been on hiatus. Hi. <laughs> Ash Mac oh. Gearing. Defender of cats. Defender oh, of cats. Oh boy. For fifty all right, no spoilers. <laughs> HK Frywald is here as well and uh And right here we got our we got our judge for the week, Case Van Heel. What's the going on? Guys? The basement hookers. Full of dirty Aphrodites. Different episode. Uh, it good. was it was a good episode. It was a yeah. kooky episode. Very kooky. Kook. Not in a bad way, just uh, I didn't, my my notes are shorter than average. I feel like I get one of those episodes where I'm just like, I think I'm going to retain what I need to know. No, it was definitely, I didn't write down a lot of verbatim stuff like I usually do because I was like, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit back and let this happen. Like something's happening and I'm just going to watch it and let it happen and, and gauge it from there. It was good though. I got a bit of stuff. Um, hmm. <laughs> right you, off you, the bat, right off the yeah. bat, and I don't know where you're gonna sit on this. So be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of our new DA. You're not a Billy Young. Oh, not no. Billy Young. I'm not at all. Not at no. all. Not a bit. I think her accent is really affected and overdone. The actress herself, uh, she's, that that doesn't mean anything, so anybody can put on an accent and do it well. Mm -hmm. She happens to be from Missouri. I think she's really trying that Jersey, Brooklyn accent pretty hard. She's the Bayonne bruiser. I was like, it's too much. It was a little too much. Like, we're already in night court. Everybody's had very nice, subtle, though very recognizable accents thus far. Including Yakov. I honestly, I'm glad you said something because I I have it in and I was going to bring it up later, like once we introduce the character, but something that really frustrated me personally, I I just kind of wanted, you know, to just throw my hands up in the air. I was just like, God damn it. They just need to write a good woman and cast a good woman. Like. They they just, with very few exceptions, they just never get a trifecta like they do with the yeah. men of the jokes, the actress themselves, and the delivery of the specific joke. Like, it just misses so many times, which is why Selma and Liz from last season yeah. are so important. But when, oh my gosh. And like, I saw it and I was just, I was befuddled. At so many of the jokes, but also the delivery. And I'm not saying anything about the actress. I've said Mm -hmm. before, there are some things, especially with the women, that I do think stem from not just the writing, but also possibly poor directing. Yeah. Like, if they want her to, you know, overdo it in the cell, spoiler alert, like... It it just... It wasn't fluid. It's never fluid. It's a... Oh! 
one liner. She had, which is unfortunate that you. Oh. You were not part it. of. Uh, you you weren't you didn't get to see last week's episode because though Marky Post's character Christine Sullivan didn't really usher in the next age of feminism. Yeah, she was at ease. Like she had an ease with that character, and I feel like I think that's Billy fair. Young is to me. What bothers me is it feels like. When you're at a party or in a bar, or any in any social situation, when someone else is really trying to sell a comedy bit they saw on Netflix or on TV, yeah. perfect. You know, like yep. doing it and trying to imitate someone else's bit, and it just is well, is off. Well, and I, you know, as a former actor, it's 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 horrible, and it's you know. It's a negative way to do things, and it's why I don't go see live theater a lot anymore. But, you know, sometimes as a female, like, you're just like, well, how would I play that? Well, how I would play it better, or I would do this, or I would do that. And so I fall into that trap. But what I also saw is the very much the quote-unquote cool girl. Yeah. I'm a cool girl. Yeah. And she was not. It was a forced cool girl. Yeah. It was like a... Well, cool girls don't say I'm a cool girl. Right, right. Like, true. you know, it, it was one of those things, an affectation. Like, it it spun way beyond the accent, but that was a yeah. perfect thing to start it with, Hans, because I think overall that was kind of just the character, just a little much, a little a little plus 10. I think, yeah. so, the, the, so what we're hitting with is the actress's name is Ellen Foley, and getting right into the episode, the, it's her titular character. The episode's called Billy and the Cat, and she plays our new defense attorney. Am I always, I'm right that, that she's defense, right? Because Dan's always DA. Yeah. Yes. And it's, yeah. a new, it's a new term. She's legal aid. She's from legal aid. Yeah. So her, now we know we're a rotating cast of defense attorneys are through a... Which I think they did that on purpose. Cause right. They're because they haven't figured... Well, no, oh, I think they also haven't yeah. figured shit out. And she was in the credits, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. they're also clearly we know because this happened so long ago that it's not going to stick. And I think now because they've had a bit of turnover, yeah, that they're waiting it out. She's the what fifth, fifth defense because we had the pilot episode, then we had yep. Li- Liz. And then we had uh, Ghostbusters. Well, Liz. Ghostbusters. Oh, oh Mavis. yeah, Liz. I was thinking Lana. Sorry. No, uh, Ghostbusters. No, no, Ghostbusters. Oh was, no, Ghostbusters right. was Lana. So you had Pilot, maybe she's Liz, the fourth. Uh, uh, the tall, tall blonde from the Pilot season two pilot, right? Uh, uh, yeah, she's, and yes, then, that's right. Yeah, so and then Marky, and now uh, Billy yeah. Young, Ellen Foley. Who I think you're onto something, Ash. I think the deal with Ellen Foley or Billy Young. Well, the actress, I think what she did is she got my and the way I envision it is she her agent called her, said, hey, night court heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. New York court gritty. And instead of making what I think makes like a performance or like a uh, a character choice, like stand out more subtlety, Mm -hmm. she went. I need a New York accent. I need to be tough yeah. New York. And I need to uh, uh, throw my weight around. Like, it wasn't like there wasn't any yeah. any of those underlying choices. So it was, it was just too on the nose. And maybe if she's she... going to prove us wrong, obviously. Well, she, I think she's a I competent think also, actress. 
in any of the like quote unquote emotional stuff, not that it really got super emotional this episode, but there's a common thread um, with how she delivers her lines. And it was very, very popular during that time. It's not so much now because it literally in order to avoid this, people who are trained in any type of class, you don't need a degree. Any acting class 101, any improv class 101, they they tell you, do not do this. But it's the... <gasps> now I'll say my line. The breath, pause, oh, face, yeah. and then the line. And it's it's honestly, yes, you feel like you're having a dramatic moment. But for an audience, that feels like a year and a half. Right. Like that's You're the, slowing down the joke, it takes the you scene, out of it. the movement. Yeah. Everything is stunted like, because of yeah. it. And there was a lot of that, especially when she was with Harry in the jail cell. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. So the name, that whole, the name of the episode is Billy and the Cat. And right off the bat, us three cats got yes. some claws, don't we? Coming hard. I didn't start it. I started it. Oh, I'm, I'm the gossipy... I'm the gossipiest queen around. I'm the queen of the well, court. Let's, well, let's, let's get into let's get into Brad and the Bayonne Bruiser. Oh, let let me man. just hit the description first. Cool. I'm going off. Yeah. Uh, I'm Perfect. going off an IMDb today. Um, so Billy and the Cat. Let's see. It aired October 18th, 1984. And here uh, the descript on her first day, public defender Billy Young takes an aggressive stand in defense for her client against a powerful corporation mm-hmm. a stand that leads her to being it leads to her being jailed for contempt um so again do we we open obviously in the uh cafeteria the cafeteria is is bull bull's given her the tour as as in last episode yeah it there were a lot of uh, parallels to last episode um so bull's showing her around and she like right away is like I can hang. I can hang. So she's shown yeah. around and um, introduces her to Dan Fielding. No, Mac oh, was Mac first. was first because they... Because oh, that's the Bayonne Bruza. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. So she's being cool New York. So Mac, she's introduced. And he's like, I'm Billy Young. I'm from Legal Aid. This is my assistant, Brad Tallman. Oh, Tallman. Yeah. yeah. We had ca- closed captioning on, so it is spelled Tallman. Brad Tallman. Classic 80s yuppie. Oh boy! Well, they're they're doing the joke. She's like, "Yeah, they call me the Bayonne Bruiser," and Max's like, "Yeah, I think I saw you at the garden last week." So very, all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you're off the bat. You're told like, this doesn't he comment on her in. accent, which we all kind of think is the weakest part? Oh, uh, maybe they get into the Bayonne thing. I don't thing? know. I honestly don't know how that started. But what pissed me off more. Even more than Billy saying the Bayonne Bruza like that. And by the way, one of my greatest friends, Emily, is from is Bayonne. Actually a Does Bayonne not bruiser. fucking talk like that. Um, but there but is a Bayonne. Bayonne bleeder. And he's just some yes. scumbag from Bayonne that got the shit kicked out of him all the time. But what pissed me <laughs> off the most was that we seem to have gotten into DeLorean and gone back in time because Bull's a fucking idiot oh, now. Oh, he's a yes. simp this episode. Yes. So Bull doesn't get the joke. Like, Mac says, I'm going to repeat it so anybody listening really hears it. When he's joking and kidding with Billy, he goes, yeah, I just saw you at the garden. Madison Square Garden. Yes. And Bull 
his literal actual reaction to this is <laughs> you're kidding aren't you you're a real like he wrestler genuinely doesn't yeah. know yeah and then he He's... fucks up the joke later and it's not even the fuck up it's not even funny yeah, they 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 didn't treat Bull with kindness in this episode. I'd agree. It was like, like the yeah. beginning of the last episode when he's chattering his teeth like a goddamn gorilla. So I yeah. really, oh, honestly, totally. I want to know what happened in the writers' room that they were like, you know, what he's got to go back to being an I, oaf. I think there are like two camps. In I the there are definitely playing. two camps. There is definitely pro Bull episodes, and then people who are like. I don't like this character. Because so I, I'm not even going to try and write for him. In fact, I'm going to make him a worse character when it's my episode. And I like it. I think, you know, the the best times, I don't think they, you know, put Bull in a Mensa group when they write no. him differently. But I think he's more of like kind of an idiot savant without the idiot. Like just kind of a little bit bumbly. Like, you know, a like, little bit like like a teddy bear. Like last season, there was that whole joke in the Yakov Shmirnov episode where the the sweating snakes thing and he talks about like oh I, they're like how did you know that and he's like well i read it at the dentist like yeah. he's he reads he retains information like he's not like a fucking chattering idiot it's yeah it was really bizarre to see it like i i was just like oh i guess we're doing that joke that bit's not funny but whatever it's also like if we want to even just distill it down more it's like we all right like Dumb guys are easy to write. We needed it. So, like, if somebody's not into the character of Bull, as which I would agree that, you know, there's certain characters writers latch yeah, onto. That's valid. And they're like, we need a piece for, like, we need a, a rewrite on you. There's, they're fucking dumbing up because it's so easy. They don't want to, yeah. they don't want to. Smart jokes are difficult to write, you know? All jokes are yeah. difficult to write sometimes. Not these. Well, Bull, Bull's a dud. And then yeah. we get introduced to Brad, who oh, yeah. is Billy's assistant or yep. basically next in line. He's he's at bat at Brad all times. Tomlin, yeah, just classic eighties yuppie who takes a real big shine to Mac, which right we will see bat. throughout the episode. Yeah, the what's happening? Hey, like he consents, and all I could think about was me and you when we first moved to New York. I was like, oh, Ruby Brad Tallman, like, we make jokes about it now. Like, if you're the guy who the only person you're talking to in the bar is the bouncer, like, that's Brad Tallman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice tattoos. Hey, is it rough in here? It's like he just he was like, that guy's tough. That guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to be his friend. It's a prison mentality. Right. Attach yourself. Yeah, I also. You know, yeah, just cozy up to him. I, him I, your butt. I also think that I mean, Top he says dick. he says it later. We don't know it now, but Brad does admit later he is from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like Columbus, and, Ohio. I don't think he said Columbus. <laughs> he said you. Well, I can assume. Oh, I, <laughs> well, and this was what I was gonna say, and it comes up in a, a ton of sitcoms or whatever. You know, a Drew Carey show was Cleveland. Uh-huh. I have nothing good to say about Cleveland, so we'll, I'm gonna let that slide. But, you know, things like Seinfeld, like when um, Newman took the when Kramer took the mail truck and stuff like that, they go through Ohio. Like anytime Ohio's written into a sitcom, it's just cornfields, which is totally fine. I absolutely understand that. Not an offense at all. But when someone says in a show they're from Ohio, 
we best not think about Columbus, Ohio, short north where we're living right now. Casey, no. we best think I live. I Watertown. came from a farm in the middle, you know, of a cornfield in bumfuck Ohio. That's what they're talking about. So I'm also it has that level of, hey, black guy. Does he? But doesn't he do it like? Does he? Or am I making it in my head that he, he says what's happening? Does he which say like, is, but he does it like what's happening, Mac, and puts like a <laughs> hand out. Does he do it like that? Yeah. I, that's how I. I mean, he might as well because that's the reaction Mac has, right? It's like yeah, he put on uh, his members uh, only jacket. Hey man, what's <laughs> happening, Jack? <laughs> I love that eighties, eighties black guy. There's even like uh, there's a scene in. Uh, like one of the whitest eighties guys is from that eighties movie. Um, uh, don't tell no, not don't tell mom. Oh, Adventures in Babysitting. The older brother. Yeah, yeah. His name's Brad, yeah. and they come up on a street tuss and they're like, "What's, What's up, up, Brad?" Brad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I love it. <laughs> they make no adventure. I love Adventures in Babysitting. Babysitting, but literally, they make Brad the whitest name in that with that line. Like, "What's up? What's up, Brad?" Brad? And isn't Brad into the actor that plays Brad, who had quite a career in the 80s, isn't he also does a full shift and he's in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but as like yeah. the scumbag yeah. older brother. He's the yeah. the burnout. Who becomes like, he kind of looks like. Um, you know, I don't know that if it's you ever Bradley that. Whitford that's the boyfriend that stands her up, right? I, at the very beginning, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The too cool license plate. Which is so funny. And that. Vincent you know, D'Onofrio Chris... is Thor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that that movie's so badass. I love Adventures in Babysitting. It's great. Uh, there was something about there was a reason Vincent D'Onofrio plays Thor. Oh, did you guys see a documentary? And we'll get back on track. The documentary called Thor about a '80s rocker mm. who like made his career being like but he was like 80s rocker but a big part of it is he was like super jacked like mr universe and he his name was thor and his band was thor and his band kind of kicked ass and but he was proto like costumes and shit and it cuts to him and the first thing like before he was even doing music he just did a vegas show and you'll appreciate this the biggest part of his vegas show is he'd come out and he'd have two like legit hot water bottles you know the kind like thick <laughs> yeah. rubber and he's just yeah. come out and start blowing them up like a balloon and he's go huh, 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 <laughs> and blow up what? hot water bottles because you know how tense that rubber is until yeah. they'd explode and so he'd blow up the these fuck? hot water bottles <laughs> but he was all set and now it's like that documentary anvil where he's still touring he's still hustling he's still pitching like body creams and stuff but he's all bald on top and dressing up and doing ramcoda ins and stuff oh, but he was supposed amazing. to play thor and it fell through last minute because like he did have a couple like a bit like he he was right on that echelon, kind of like at, uh, Anvil, where he could have like shifted. Could have broke. Yeah. But he oh, and he's from Canada, of course, as well. So it makes of course it all he the best. Is. Yeah. Um. Uh. Sorry, getting back to it. Um. So Brad, yeah, Brad cozies up to Mac. It's some some kind of racial uh, insensitivity right off the bat. That and Mac's not feeling it. No, no. Mac's like yeah. General Ahmed I, ain't having it. I went to Nam. Like I don't got time for you. Like you, I, I, I ate I a chicken. Yeah, I kill chickens and eat them with my bare hands. You think he was in Nam or was he in something like uh, what was like one of those Central American things we had going on? Uh, I think it was uh, Nam. Just looking at Mac, 
his age in the timeline? Because what do you say? It's eighty four. Yeah, I think anything so referenced at 12, that time. Twelve is, years is, prior, he's probably going to be mid twenties. It's weird to think about that, like it, how it's not Vietnam was not that far detached even from like us. Like we were all born yeah. at that oh, time. Yeah. So yeah. Night Court is rifle with uh, that, like those gallows. Uh, oh yeah, oh. Tinderbox. Yeah, it is. All right, so so Max not having Brad, and now we we kind of know we're introduced to Brad and the fact that he's a doofus. doofus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, we both twinsies. Doofus. What a what a nerd. I mean, between the three of us, I've done it three times already. I know it's crazy. Um. So then. Bull is continuing his tour, yeah, yeah. And, and Dan enters and comes in and, and gets Billy in his sights. Oh, yeah. He sights, sets her up. So, um... Fucking Dan this episode. I, I really, Dan is so great in this episode. Yeah. When is he not? Really? Come on. Come on. Dan, but anyway, they, they, have, they have a back and forth. I don't yeah. really know exactly what was said, but she says, my pleasure. And he goes, that could be arranged. That could be arranged. Um... But what an interesting thing is, you know, we know Dan. We know mm-hmm. what happens. That yeah. he he's going, you know, in and out, in and out. Strike um, out. Yeah, he he's about to yeah. as as the what story kind of always yeah. goes. Um, but I thought to myself it was interesting. He said he's been here for seven years. So oh. now we know seven years in the court. So he has been doing this for seven years. So he, in my opinion, if you look at the Since timeline for everybody. He's been there the longest. I mean, outside of Selma. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Selma's 27 so, yeah, years. Yeah. He he flirts with Billy and then asks her on a date, and he, he's fully prepared to get, like, no, spit he just, in like, his face. And, and it's not, he's not even saying date, the word. He's just going, like, hey, you want to get a drink after work? Like, kind of a wind-down mm-hmm. type of thing. She goes, yeah, sure, it's a date. Ash, we all know a drink after work means bed city. Oh God, it was so Bad good. City. Uh, and I'm just gonna like we can get back to the but Hans and I talked about it last episode, and it definitely came to the forefront this episode oh, in yeah. the fact as a kid, I thought that Dan was the one. Like he, obviously he's horny, but I Hans and I talked about we like it's reversed. Like watching these episodes. All the women love Harry, and Dan can't catch oh, a break. Hi. But as a kid, it was reversed. In my memory, Dan couldn't keep him off of him, and Harry was just this nerd. Well, yeah, I didn't realize Dan was such a like a strikeout artist. I, I like because he's such a sexualized character. And in my mind, as a kid, seeing like a well dressed guy who's always talking about sex, like I, I had assumed he was always getting sex. But it turns well, out. Yeah. He's like the the unlucky in love, yeah. Well, and I I have two responses to that. Number one, when you watch a show like a, an episode as a little kid, or you know, regardless of what actually happens, it comes across as Dan is the cool one because we're all laughing at him the most. It's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. So there's that, like that flips it in your head because. He's so good at what hmm. he does. Like, you don't, and you don't really put it as, oh, John, that John Larroquette. I think he's really funny and suave. It's Dan Fielding that you love. Yeah. Um, and I also think that that time, like, it, it always goes back to 
in my opinion, to Bill Murray as well. Bill Murray kind of coined in movies that character of the the not the most attractive guy in the room, but possibly the smartest, probably maybe even not, but the suavest. And Dan has the yeah. same delivery. So is there, John you know, it, not a good looking guy. No, I think John Larroquette is very attractive. I think Bill Murray is attractive, but they're not. It's not a Brad Pitt they're type of. They're not on Teen Beat, you know. They shouldn't be like with those. They don't have hunk faces. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And that's not like, a bad thing. They're the everyman, so it's a, a woman watching yeah. finds them attainable, and a man finds the the persona and image attainable because he's not threatened by that. Yeah. He, that could be him. He's an everyman. So I think there are a lot of levels to why, because I, I always thought that too. I think it's hilarious now that Dan strikes out. But yeah, yeah. when I was a little kid, I, I always thought that that was the, the cool guy. But there's not one level for Harry because he doesn't strike out and he doesn't have the face of a hunk. Okay. And they're oh, really playing that up. Not even with the, in the script, like. The costume designer has really, they've either switched or they've stepped up their game this season with Harry because they are trying to make him look like Richard fucking Gear. Richard Gear? Think of the time, though. Think Ooh, of the time. Hot, baby. Think oh, of the time. Yeah. the gentleman. Mm. And, and that cool, like, yeah, I wear slacks, but I still look casual, but I'm not wearing jeans. Tell me that's not Richard Gear in the 80s. I guess so. I'm an early 90s gear Making loafers sexy. Was Richard Gear in Goonies? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't watching a lot of Gears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw my share of Richard Gear because my mom, yeah. she got buns hungry in the mid-90s. So <laughs> a lot of Richard Gear, too many Kevin Costners. I saw oh, yeah. the whole gamut. It, a woman's Richards. attraction to buns can make can get become so strong that my mom even had soundtracks to Richard Gere movies that you didn't even think soundtracks came out on because it was before tape. the internet. It she brings wants- back that buns vision. Just uh. give me the goddamn soundtrack. <laughs> well, so uh. Dan gets a date. And then who? It's it's Harry and Selmer. They talking about the star, like the newspaper. Classic night court cafeteria bit coming in. It brings yeah. you in and introduce the character. Something weird happened in a New York paper, which isn't far yeah. off. Like, let's be honest, New York newspapers, they are not above giving like just no. they might as well be honestly Daily News, New York Post. They might as well be National Geographic from page yeah. from cover to page five. Yeah, because the it's just world like news is rags. gone, but it's just turned into the New York Post. And yeah. the Daily News. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, they're looking at a, a... They didn't specify the rag, but it's like... Someone's like, oh my god, look at that man. Can you believe it? He's got he's got eight arms, and he's getting married. And then I think Harry's response is something with this, to do with his tuxedo. Oh, well, yeah. He's basically like, oh, we can't pay attention to this, Like, but the tux fits nice right, or something. Yeah. Let's Not a funny joke, by the way, no. but Harry literally looks like he, he's out of a men's fashion catalog. Yeah. You're really giving hair some credit here. You you horny no, for this episode. I don't. I don't, I'm not horny for Harry, but I, and I, cause I think it fails cause I'm not attracted to him at all, but I'm just like, wow, they're really getting heavy handed with this. Do you not agree? 
Oh, We're no, I totally... see what plays out here. Hans and I are not Harry apologists ever. You'll never get us. I feel like I feel like Harry Anderson was just like, everybody loves Lyricat. You got to make me look better and give me better lines. Oh my I don't, honestly, I don't think he had any control. That's the thing about Her- Judge Harry Stone. I think it's like Harry Anderson. He's like, was just Jennifer like, Gehring wrote a letter. <laughs> he's just like, I'm happy to be here. And he's yeah. like, you keep writing me as a heartthrob? <laughs> like and an asshole like i'll you know, do it but that's not me do you know what i bet do you think that okay i, I want to preface it i'm never going to be a harry t stone apologist but i'm a harry anderson fan for sure yeah me too um, oh yeah me too but i haven't seen you know what i give given him a lot of shit and i cannot believe we're up to this point and i've never researched if he has had any role in writing, I've never seen him with a writing credit. Have you? No, I've been watching the the you know. I try to pay attention to the credits, yeah, just to see if it's a Reinhold Wiege mm-hmm. or to see if there's reoccurring writers on each yeah. episode. So he I doesn't seen any Harry Stone. So it's '80s sitcom. He's showing up. He's doing his thing. He doesn't give a shit what they what they wear. He's he's rolling with it. You know that doesn't mean oh. like he. Didn't have to speak up when, like, a shitty joke isn't, like, landing, you know, like, you know, like, comics. But at the same time, yeah, maybe it's just like that. It's like what you always hear about the Cheers cast, how they're just, like, they had the luxury of having these amazing writers, but they just showed up and fucking hung out. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. So. So I think it's like once you're on that train, you're like, I'm not going to complain about my fucking seat on it. I'm on the fucking train. Yeah. I'm going to get into it with the writer's room. No fucking way. Especially Reinhold Wiege, who at this, I would argue, has like, he's way above all everyone on that show. Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Barney Miller, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So. Again, I not a Harry T. Stone apologist, but a Harry Anderson defender. It's a it's a, we, it's a fine line we walk between. I think that's Stone very valid, and. but I think we can all, and it's not just the haircut. Like there has been a shift. Like last season, it was definitely like, oh, Harry falls into all of these love triangles, and women love Harry because of his niceness or his charm or his goofiness or his, you know, uniqueness. And now it's like. He fine. We're like, getting, that's what they're trying. I got to bring exhibit a from last episode. The first outfit we saw him wearing was a crazy, like felty velvet. He looked, he looked like, he looked like, uh, he got dressed like he was trying to escape, uh, an asylum but, and he well, found he a chest like a of clothes. fucking idiot in this one too, but that's, not for 1984. I feel like the season two, we're getting like, I don't think, because there are moments in this episode where, like... Split table. Yeah, I think there's, like, a hairy side, and then, like... Because, like you said, last episode, he wasn't terrible, but, like, they definitely were, like, he's weird. Like, they made him really weird. So they dressed him weird. And it comes right back into, again, like I was saying, parallels. What did he want to do last week? Go bowl on his break. What does he want to do this week? Shoot some, shoot some pool, shoot some nine ball, shoot some stick. And doesn't he have his own cue or am I making that up? When he came in, I was like, that is a fucking pool cue. This man owns his own pool cue. I don't know why I was so surprised. Why should I be surprised, Hans? The kids in the hall. One of my favorite all time kids in the hall. Like it's not, it's, it's remember they do kids in the hall used to have a thing where it's 50 Helens agree. 
Yes. So 50 oh, Helens yeah. agree. All these women, they'd speed up the camera. They come on into frame. 50 like middle aged to older women standing in a barren, like tilled field. Yes. It's so amazing. And then you'd hear the announcer and he'd go, 50 Helens agree. And then one woman would step forth. And my favorite one was always, Never trust a man that owns his own pool cue. Cue. And then they'd all just scurry away. That's just, I love that. And of course, Harry owns his own pool cue. And of course, he wants to go shoot some nine on his time off. Uh, and then as he's kind of flirting with Billy, because Billy's taking a shine to him, because why not? Yeah. She's a woman with hormones and ovaries. They all love Harry T. Stone. Well, we didn't hit the fact, and we mentioned it very briefly, that Bull says, like, she's a wrestler, Harry. <laughs> and then it yeah. doesn't, he does that goofy idiot laugh, and then he goes, oh, I, I didn't get the joke right. Don't make him a simp. I'm just saying. Like, they, they, we'll recover, Bull. I think again. I still think we're in. We got a lot of night cart to night cart. We got a lot night of night court night to go. Cart. And they're gonna get. I. 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 Like I said, the oh, reason don't we. Don't you know? I love the night cart. I love the night cart. I love the <laughs> night court. I love the night court. <laughs> I. Uh, uh, I. Where the night court's gonna get crazy? Like I said, the first time we ever started talking about is because this channel in New York called Laugh L A F F Night Court started coming on. I started watching them, but now I don't watch them just because I don't want to skip ahead. And sure enough, Meg is like today, like, hey, look what's on. And I look over, and it's Night Court, and it's a fucking guy, bald head, long on the sides, and I see uh, Roz, you know, who's going to come later. I oh, think yeah, her, yeah. No, not Roz. I, I forget her name, but uh, a new bailiff that's going to come oh, in. Dion Warwick? And the def- not Dion Warwick, fucking. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> the last lady bailiff. Yeah, well, it was the defendant was Mark like Warfare. a spaceman. <laughs> and the plaintiff was an alien. And I was like, all right, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> so we're heading in some fine territory. And I, I got to, and, and the other thing I saw, like, is there's going to be a, a sweet dynamic between, I can't think of her name, but the new bailiff and Marsha Mac. Warfield? Like, they're Marsha very, Warfield? Yeah, Marsha Warfield is the actress's name. And, like, she, they were just her and, uh, um, Mac just looked so chummy, and I was like, oh, cool. There's going to be, like, a really cool dynamic coming on. Dynamics are coming. We have a bull Larroquette dynamic once they realize that they have gold there. Like, we didn't get any of that even this episode. No. No, we didn't. Well, because it's it doesn't really work if bull doesn't get it. Yeah. It only works when they're sparring. Yeah, when they're equals. Yeah. And he was uh, anyway. I'm sorry, I interrupted you with the bull thing. No. So Harry's now talking to her about the yeah. Pool. So we're gonna like in, it ends on a non-joke, really. Like it's just like it doesn't you don't go out on any like cliffhanger type feeling. Well, she's like you know it is it it's a funny bit. It's it's a done bit, but probably yeah. not at the time. And she's like you know oh I can't I'm going out with Dan, and Harry's like our Dan. Mm-hmm. And then Selma hits the line, gives oh, yeah, her the the weird, the star, I'm guessing, or the Inquirer newspaper and goes, Better you know, you're going to have homework. Yeah, you're going to do some homework. And she looks at it. But also, Hans, did you catch it? Because she, she was looks- pointing to the, the part of the paper with the sex offenders. Dan's a <laughs> member of Pervert Park. No. <laughs> 
No, Billy looks at the paper and starts mouthing what she's reading. Really? Yes. Did you see that? It's written. I have it written it down right so here. It was so weird. I was like, I oh. literally thought to myself, I was like, that's going to piss Hans off. It did. I have it written down. And I was like, she's doing that because there, there, something else was about to happen? Or that was an actor's choice? That was an actor's choice. That? All right. I guarantee you, five, like uh, 50,000. I'll put 50,000. Acting's a tough job, so I, I I try not be harsh. That that okay, that's a choice. But you know what? If I'm behind the camera, I even st- I go, no, don't we're do, do another it. take. That's fucking weird. I, I I'm nice about. It. I'm like, do this one with your mouth closed. You know what? Just uh, <laughs> don't 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 oversell that reading thing. Just give it a glance and then give us a huh. Give give us a wide eye. Just she do a be, wide eye, like a, a what? So literally say something. You are halfway there if you're moving your lips, pretending to read. Just go, huh? And eight I really, arms? we didn't have the time, but I want to go back and see. Like, I I guarantee you, the bitch is going like watermelon, watermelon, what? Like that's what she's mouthing. It's not like it's it's it was it was it sour sour, sour taste. And that sour taste takes us into the introduction. But the I'm, credits. I'm, she's not and in the was, credits, is she? She is. She is. Yeah. She, it, which, she was. Which made it sourer. What was even more sour? She's that? in the credits. She's got a handful of she's, cards backwards, and she's going. Well, you know why? Because she's right after Harry. No she's be- way. She's she before Larroquette. She's before Bull Larroquette. Mac, I watched that Mr. twice, Robinson. and I missed it. I gotta go back and look and see her. First yeah, Ellen thing. Foley. It's Harry still first, but she's she's second. Oh, I see how it is. White's up front. Oh, real quick, did you guys see somebody shared with me? Um, because I shared something about Donald Trump and he's just being a bigger piece of shit than lately. Uh, the, uh he just banned transgenders from the military. Oh, I saw that. It. I haven't. I haven't been on Facebook though, so I haven't seen the tag. So no, so I just posted a picture because, th- as we've already seen, Night Court is really progressive with like accepting yeah. people's sexual preferences and transgender. And so I said, uh, Trump's even less progressive than Night Court in 1984. And then somebody sent me, <laughs> somebody put a video together long before we were doing this, not that long ago, but during the Trump campaign, where they put like Trump and Pence and all these people into the Night Court intro. They did really bad, by the way. <laughs> or sorry <laughs> i mean maybe they're listeners it it, it could have been better it was, a, it was a funny idea but it's called like trump in night court or something and they put it to the things and there's no really political bend. i guess it's pretty simple like just we're gonna freeze it on them and this and that somebody sh- somebody but oh that's why because somebody shared it with me and said beat you to the punch and they that's like there's no punch in there i had no, punch yeah i watched it there's no punch so you should just comment on that. Is it a friend of yours that posted it? Oh, yeah. And a listener, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's probably just trying to get my goat. He's trying now to get my not. Billy Young blood up. <laughs> we just lost a listener. No, no, no. No way we could lose. If if he's at this point, because he just started listening to the pod, so he's on probably like episode three or something now. If he gets Ooh, to he this point and, that, and we lose him with that, God bless him. Oh shit! That's a good. That's all it takes. So we're coming back. We it's not a Trump intro. I'm sorry. We're just commenting on the. I just looked it up on my phone. The face. No, the Facebook post that you posted. That's funny. I'm gonna love it right now. Nice. Uh, 
so yeah, we we come back from the intro, and you guys can stop me. The, my first note is just old Brad Tillman cozying up to Mac again. Oh yeah, I know schmoozing. He's like a he's like he's like a, a a kid that really wants a black friend in the Midwest. Yep, yeah, exactly. but you know what? They did nail Brad, whoever was in the writer's room, because yeah. Brad, that's when he states he's from Ohio, and he was like, what are we doing after work tonight? And he says the most fucking touristy thing I've ever heard in my life. I work in hotels. People literally say this all the time. Tonight, I want to go to the Staten Island, uh, the uh, Empire State Building, the Staten Island Ferry, and get a hot dog at Nathan's. Motherfucker, those are like three hours away from each yeah. other. I thought morning. the same thing. I was like, if I had to do that all in one day, I'd shoot my fucking brains out. <laughs> the struggle is so real because that is absolutely what people come to New York and want to do. Not within a day, within like an afternoon, like before lunch. And they want to get that. that covered. Yeah, like this city, first cities, you guys were just in L.A. L.A.'s so spread out. Like even do it like you can get a lot done in New York. It's a compact actually yeah. uh walkable city but the expectations yeah. are really like you can do everything in a day it's like you can't get it's it's still a, a big piece of land it's still big joint. islands yeah yeah so i i honestly bravo to the writer's mm. room for that because i was like oh man that is so annoying and like mac played it perfectly just being like the and he said oh you're a real party animal because number one those are cheesy touristy things to do. Number yeah. two, implausible. Like Brad would have been hanging from a fucking basketball hoop if he went to Coney Island at night in 1984 oh, to get a hot dog at Nathan's. Go Warriors. past those Coney Island projects. Oh my oh, god. god, they'd have buried Come his ass on the fucking beach. <gasps> no shit. Brad right, cozies so up. We- and then Dan we get to the elucidates, case. El- elucidates us with his pornography collection. Oh, yeah, with his art, because he, he, he leans into Billy to kind of talk about their date. And he mentions that he has a very extensive oh, uh, VHS this. collection of New York's finest art house films. Well, we and he starts with means. with the tapes, my tapes, my or tapes, my tapes. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that sex phrase, tapes. Even that phrase has it did it 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 was it's sticky. Easy. It's yeah. sticky. It's a yeah. sticky phrase. You yeah. just feel sticky when you hear it. It's yeah, in a nondescript black cassette stuff. case. Yeah, like those. There was a guy I, I remember growing up with. His dad had a VHS collection. But he had to, it was like, this is real white guy privilege shit. Like, it was VHSs, but he didn't keep the VHSs in, like, the con- the uh, packaging they came in. They all had to yeah. be in matching brown um, hard cases with, like, yeah. little printed labels on the side. So, which, my, yeah. My father, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Oh, just like that? Just Daniel Garrett. Yeah. Uh oh! Everything had to be organized. Yeah, but I I would think your dad is a like a true blue collector. I would have thought he would have kept original packaging. Oh, I thought you meant from tapes that he filmed. No, 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 no! Like, like he would take he, out he Captain Ron the from the oh, package. Yeah. Fuck no! Put we it kept in a the... matching brown uh, container. Oh no! He uh, was a connoisseur. Container. Yeah, we we display still to this day, even in our apartment, we yeah. have like Deadwood in the wire displayed, like. Out in the open because it's such, it's good art. It looks good. 
yeah. But yeah, oh yeah, those those VHS tapes. You, gotta, you, gotta you kept it, those yeah. covers to the end, and oh. Captain Ron's a perfect example. That neon teal with the like coral colored Captain Ron font. Yeah. Oh. Nice oh. memory. memory. I nice. had an I was I had an earring in the other day, and Meg pulled it out like she was my dad, and I was fourteen. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Captain Ron had an earring, I can wear it. So I punched an. E- I have had my ears pierced before, so I pushed an earring through and I had and I was like you know what I can do this and of course Meg is like it's like champs pull it out and then she (laughs) took it out but then of course I was like shouldn't have done it because now I I have like I had like three earrings in one ear and one the other ear and so I I tested out putting the earring through each hole and now I have five equally infected ear holes all over (laughs) you're not supposed to take an earring out of the shoebox underneath your bed and start fiddling around (laughs) with it you didn't even run it run it under the old burner on the stove first just popped it right in oh god she's still good that's hysterical Uh, and so as you can see i don't have an earring in taken taken down uh, so yeah, Dan talks about his art house films, and then uh, Billy goes, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, it's not Fellini. Uh, Ingmar Bergman, Ingmar Bergman's Wild Strawberries." He's like, "Oh yes, that's the one where the uh, five coeds go down to like the beach, gaping." Like, <laughs> he says, "Oh no, that's five stewardesses. Five stewardesses." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, he is a degenerate." like neck beard internet troll Dan yeah. is but he doesn't have sex. Do you he think he knows what sex is? Do you think he he happily does Dan have like a creepy guy sex pad? I mean and it's fine because n- women never go back, but does you do you think he has pornography out in the open? Is he Bob Crane? So he might be. I think that there are definitely there is definitely at least one set of satin sheets. Oh yeah, oh. circular bed. Yeah, yeah. No, like, we talked about it. Circular... Water bed. Yeah, oh, yeah. water Ugh. water bed is a Ugh. good one, but maybe not in New York because if he's in a walk up, that's never gonna fucking happen. He lives in like uh like fucking. He lives. We know exactly where he lives. No, he we know exactly where he lives. Yeah, he he lives, lives like on, in, on like Houston. Oh yeah, and can like. In the bad, like not bad now, but in the eighties, like holy shit, Horrible. you go there to die. No, yeah. but it's like coming to America. He's got the one palatial pad in a fucking rat trap. No, I all I can picture is Otter's room in Animal House. Like you know how you're in a frat house, and then all of a sudden you go, and it's cheaply done, but there's like a bar yeah. and a banquet, right. and like. Uh, there's, you know, leopard print because you think that ladies like that. And there he has that one handkerchief that he puts over the lamp. Yeah, no, Otter's Room is perfect. Yeah, that's but that's it, all I can think of. Does Dan have those like American psycho qualities, too, though? Because we know how much he cares about his suits, about his briefcases. Like, is there that thing, too, where everything has to be like top of the I line? Think- oh, I think everything's probably in the daylight. Very 80s monochromatic. It's just maybe the bedroom room looks like the lair no i'm with you i think he but you know why he can put himself together because that's something you can see in a magazine that's something someone else can tell you that's something you can peruse and pick off of a shelf but if you have this oh really why don't you give it a try oh is that bull over there i was joking lock you in my sex room alone have fun (laughs) 
No, but I'm saying, I'm like, so if he is that guy. <laughs> Moving on. Moving I'm on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been spurned. <laughs> Let's just say Dan definitely has a Dr. Alien poster on his ceiling above his bed. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So let me think. We got Dan. He's he's horny for porny. And then um, it's the case, right? The cat oh, burglar. Oh, yeah. We get the case. Yeah, we definitely get the case. Uh, Which is good because we're we're forty eight minutes in. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's not. I gotta tell you, last week our episode so. our episode was just was uh, uh, an hour twenty minutes, man. Oh, and, Jesus and Christ! Ladies, that's not I'm, so bad. So it was your episode. So I wasn't in it. it that's the problem. Maybe no, stop no. insulting both of us. <laughs> and you're going to be upset because I realized in the last episode we didn't even talk about Bull getting a goddamn parking ticket stapled to his forehead he was a big oh chunk. that's true yeah you can, oh see that's what happens but it wasn't a good joke that's why we don't talk about them <laughs> it wasn't it was yeah yeah well we've got hold it there was literally a staple joke because we have the staple to the tie joke someone in the writer's room really likes staple jokes good yeah, no. point i liked the staple tie joke though like, I, one, did you know, too, I think until brad's a standout in this episode uh, brad, brad is, he does do well I, so far yeah, Brad's Brad's the winner of this. He's a gold star winner of this episode. He right. ain't no pussy. He ain't puss. <laughs> and they use that joke. So the 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 case, which is why you you know, Ash, you're a lifelong cat lady. <laughs> Meaning you have you have a cat, why? Yeah. She keeps uh, treating me like shit, she will be. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh, she'll she'll appreciate this, although we don't see any any cats, but uh, you want to go in and give us a, a, a what we're seeing here, what what's happening with the case of the week? Yeah, so essentially this is pe- the people versus Miles Seaver, and Miles Seaver has stolen a cat from a production company, Kitty Kitty. Kitty Kitty Productions. And the cat that was stolen is a famous cat in Kitty Kitty's commercials, and the cat's, you know, infamous cat name, stage name, I guess, is Ruffles. Yeah. But Miles Seaver knows Ruffles as his cat, Velma. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear early on that Seaver is a shut-in. He looks like if you're... He looks like the old actor Peter Laurie. He, you know who he looks like? He looks like the guy that was set to assassinate Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's and eventually goes crazy. And he looks like that because he he is that. Yeah, I saw that. I looked this fella up. I love those. I could. Well, Bernie, Bernie's is one of my favorite movies. But like literally the minute I saw him, I love this guy. His eyes. Is that man? Eyes. He's got the bug eyes. He does have the bug eyes. Is Bernie's? Does Bernie's have a voodoo root property to it, or is that only weekend of Bernie's two? It's only two. It's only two. Yeah, there's no voodoo root. root I think I've only seen one. weekend at Bernie's two. Is that a travesty? Should <gasps> I see number one? Oh my god! No, see number one because you're kidding me, right? Because Jonathan Silverman is in the first one. Okay, so those guys aren't in the second one. Yeah, only, they are. Only Andrew no, McCarthy's they, in the second no, one. No, Silverman's in the second one, too. I thought it was a solo venture. No, oh, it's that both was three. of them. There's three. They didn't make Weekend and Bernie's three. I never saw it. I saw it two once, and my dad and I wanted to cry because our lives were ruined. I don't think. There may be a three. I don't know. Because two, I'm just thinking back now, it's like 
There's a too voodoo. stupid as shit. Caribbean roots. Yeah, they like just, they're on vacation. Like black guys come to life all the time, and it's. I think it's kind of a, a little bit spicy, a little bit too much curry on weekend. Well, that's because yeah. they had to get Bernie back. Like he's dead. The only way to yeah, they they carted his dead ass away at the end of the first movie. Um. So anyway, we have we have Miles Seaver who was. You know, and Weekend at Birdies, and yep. and he's like, I didn't steal the cat. The cat is mine, and essentially goes into it, and is like, you know, I went out. Said, I, you know, I, I went out to get groceries. I come back. She's not here. No note. No nothing. And this is a crazy cat man. Yeah, yeah. This he went out to crazy... buy her some string as a special gift. Oh, yeah, yeah, as a str- special gift. Yeah, That's the running right. gag is that, that Seaver keeps referring to the cat. The way you would refer As to your, the like love your of wife. your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, and, yeah. He comes back and he's like, I look at, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So basically he's like, this is my cat. I didn't steal her. She's disappeared. Uh, you know, I saw her on the TV. I knew it was her. So on and so forth. Harry goes, you know, do we have any proof of this whatsoever? Billy is Mr. Seaver's defense attorney. So she's like, we have this picture and so on and so forth. And he goes, you know, are you sure it's the same cat? Because I guess the cat is dressed up in a a little costume. So Mm -hmm. you may not see the full picture. So someone that doesn't know can't do an apt comparison Yeah. um, to get detailed on the reasoning behind the joke, the setup. And so Seaver looks at Harry and goes, could you forget the look of someone you slept with for six years? Selma, it can be done. Oh, dirty Selma. I'm glad the other Bernie wasn't in the room to hear that. (laughs) Hey, Bernie almost made his way in with with Selma, though. Bernie's... Not Bernie. Bernie's in business. I'm talking about Ernie, not Bernie. Who's Ernie? Never mind. We'll get there. We'll get there. Soft Ernie. Bernie Hudson shows up. No. Oh, finally. Um, there's a bit here. So, okay. So, sorry. So he's like, I look at, by the way, I guess, I don't know. Let me just say right off the bat, I'm for the, um, plaintiff in this, in this instance. I am too. Yeah. Like he lost his cat. He didn't get it. They rescued it. It's their cat now. They don't owe him any money. Yeah, so- I think I think it's a shitty situation because I personally feel very bad for Seaver because yeah. he lost his cat and cats are dicks. They run away. Trust yeah. us when we mm-hmm. say this. We know. However, it's certainly not a production. I think the production company, it's supposed to be your like this this evil megacorp production company stole this cat and now she's miserable. Oh, yeah. It's like they adapted her from a shelter. And if I fucking lost my cat, which I have, and I didn't find him, which I did, I would have been going to shelters to find I'm him. I'm just saying, okay, hold tight, clear your mind. We're hanging out. We see a trailer for a movie called Cat Scratch Skeever, sorry, Jonah Hill, and then our crooked, broken-tailed cat is the co- comedic comedy. It's like, I'd go after him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, go get it. Yeah. Cat uh, you, Scratch you Skeever. It's a horny Jonah Hill. Uh, cat Scratch Skeever. He does a body switch with our cat. How long There's was, a- uh, how long was, uh, it's Wire, right? Five days. Five days. That he was stuck in the walls. He body, he body switched with Jonah Hill for five days. 
God, that's, that was so <laughs> crazy. So you guys have a cat, obviously, like we're talking about. And when you guys used to live in, uh, when you used to live in Brooklyn, there was this yeah. incident who couldn't find this goddamn cat for days and days. And it turned out, like, I guess you kind of have to know a little bit about Brooklyn apartments. You guys had an old school, uh, two story, right? Like, kind of the yeah. sweetheart spot in Brooklyn, but an old building. And this, oh yeah, it was. You had yeah, like was. that weird. It was so old that back in the day, uh, for tenements, they made it a rule that you had to have an open aired space in the middle of the building because yeah, yeah, totally. uh, they never they didn't allow for people to have like sunlight that was my to come bedroom in. window yeah but you'd at least have to have like a <laughs> shaft to get fresh a air dark shaft so you had like you basically had the webster house with all these yeah. different areas yeah. to go and so the cat was just wandering around and didn't you find it like holding on to a, like a rusty sewer pipe or something finally coming Casey, out. Casey, we had to go down. We lost him on the second floor, which is the ground floor, but our other floor of the apartment was the basement. So we lost him on the higher floor of the apartment and we ended up finding and retrieving him in the basement because we had to punch a hole through the ceiling in an old closet. To be fair, there was already a small fist-sized hole. Oh, okay. You just I had just to double fist. And we made it oh, bigger. Sure. And then literally Casey had that to get his- That was Mitch's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I remember. <laughs> Casey had to get Mitch his Mitch literally lived and, under the like, stairs. <laughs> yeah, he really did. And jaws of, jaws of life Wyatt back through- um, uh, no, it was like the movie- And nearly got <laughs> cat scratch. Yeah, Skeezer it was like the movie Aliens it. because- Oh, I heard so him in the wall, freaky. and I was like, "Oh fuck!" In that weird under basement space, Mitch's room, there's a hole. So maybe I can call into the hole, and he'll hear me because I like maybe he'll come out of the goddamn hole in the ceiling. So I go and I call Wyatt's name, and I hear him. So I was like, "All right, fuck this." There's already a hole, and just went. <clears throat> <laughs> just like hulked, hulked a head size hole, and I got a big giant head. So like I punched a hole, and then I looked up. That's uh, horrifying. Said his name, and and it is horrifying because it is it's, just you really realize how shitty this apartment was. Because I was like, oh, that's just the floor where we walk. Like it's just yeah. a half inch piece of wood. Oh yeah, and just gross. Stick my head up, and I say <laughs> I say his name, and I say. And I say it again, Wyatt. Oh, God. And I go, why? And then his head is bearing down from the darkness on my head. And cat's <laughs> eyes in the dark, like, gleam back at you. So like, they're these, tiny, like, creepy silver, mirrors. glowing silver dollars. And he just goes, <coughs> <laughs> Probably quite hungry, I would imagine. Covered oh. with, like, God knows what. Oh, he was so dirty. Mesothelioma. Oh. <laughs> He yep. was so dirty. That cat's going to get cancer soon from that time. No, he won't. Oh, God. Is that, that when you worst. get it, like, a get a grip on it? Like, uh, like I know when my dog's, like, more out of, like, fear. Like, my dog recently, when we got back, my dogs had gotten the luxury of running around South Carolina without leashes and feeling comfortable. Your dogs were insanely well-behaved. Yeah. So when we got back, we come up to the apartment, <laughs> and they know... They know um, 
normally when we were here, they're used to like, when I go outside, they like bark, but they don't follow me out or whatever. When we're going to walk, they go downstairs and wait for me at the bottom stairs. But they were so used to getting to run around. I'm pulling up. I'm fucking, we've been in the car. I've got all this luggage. I'm pulling up. All of a sudden, Rudy scurries by me. Oh, no big deal. Oh, wait, I have the door downstairs mm. open because it's propped open to bring stuff inside. And he casually just ran right on the street. Never done it before. Ran right on the street. We live on 11th. Busy street. Two ways. Yeah. Get, doesn't get hit on one side. And luckily, a guy on the other side, on the car going the other direction, he like actually went out. Like, Rudy should be dead. Because this guy did like the very non-Night Court New York Good Samaritan thing. <laughs> he just walked in front of traffic and stopped traffic. And all I could think to do, this is why I'm thinking like maybe in the way you grabbed... Uh, Wyatt is I just screamed like I couldn't think because I was so freaked out I just went fuck <laughs> and of course oh, I yeah. scooped up Rudy like like I was gonna beat both, him both his oh legs. Casey Casey got Wyatt down and I literally physically dove on him like yeah. I was just like I will never not be on top of you ever because the motherfucker when I get, went to grab him he went eh? and like backed away and I went you fuck piece of you. shit <laughs> And I went to grab him out. again, and he went, huh, huh, huh. he was like bobbing and weaving like fucking Ali. And I was like, I'm going to knock you fucking out, you motherfucker. So when I finally got a hold of him, I literally had to fucking He should have gone and got stitches, because Wyatt I held a bowl of up. food up, and he came down to eat, and I just went, yuck, and grabbed him, and then pulled him out of this hole, and he just both claws into my forearm. Ooh. And it was like a birth canal because he didn't want to come out. And that's what Ashley said. He's like, look, like the wall was birthing the cat. And he just raked my arms, elbow to fucking wrist. Wyatt screamed more than our child is going to scream when she comes into the world. That's crazy about Rudy, though. Like, that's lucky. Good. Uh, Thank goodness that Samaritan was there. Yeah. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Brave little Rudy. What an idiot. Chasing so, gators down in South Carolina. <laughs> I know. I, I, they they really do have a look like it's like they feel bad because, you know, we, we don't have a small apartment, but it's still dogs in an apartment and they got right. the sweet green life. Sweet life. And they're back oh, here man. and they give me a look like, ah, fuck. You know, but they're at the same time, like it doesn't, you know what? Not fair because then they're they about would, to go to in, the beach in South Carolina. They give me a look like, ah, fuck too. It's Cause too they don't, hot. it's too hot. It's too, it's too, too much running. <laughs> so I just, I just have the dogs with the same uh, sensibilities as myself. Um, and I wish they were out pimping cat food as Mr. Seaver said, so they could earn, earn, earn their keep. But uh, so what happens is we find out that this conglomerate or this production company um, is represented by this guy named, uh, boy, I can't think of the name, the lawyer. Um, uh, I don't know. I forget the name. The I actor- should look it up because, the, yeah, the actor is that asshole, that 80s skeezy slick talking lawyer. Joel Brooks. I recognize him as uh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, the actor's name's Joel Brooks. He's best known for a show um, called, uh, you guys might know it. I don't know well, but it was pretty popular. It was called My Sister Sam. No. Okay. I don't, I've never heard of it. So it was an up and coming show. And I, we all know we all share another love other than Night Court. And that is forensic, forensic files and murder. 
Fuck yeah. Oh. So Sam I'm or the sister, the main uh, protagonist from that show, I was recently watching a show and she is the reason new stalking laws exist because at the height of her popularity, she was only 19, she was stalked by a fan who then went to like a DMV and got her address and showed up at her door and shot and killed her. Jesus. What? Yeah, it was crazy. I'd never heard of this. And she was like, you know, she was primed. That that show only had two seasons, but it was like, it had My just gotten renewed. Sam. It was like ready to run. It was a sitcom. And Joel Brooks played the dad to bring it back around. Not so sad, but it's like, it was really crazy. And uh, I think the only reason we don't know about it as much is it, it was like uh-huh. just in that inception of she was just in that inception of becoming like this huge 80s TV star. That's she got slammed crazy. down. Crazy. She would have been like the lady Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why all these all these rules started existing about being able to give out people's per- personal information and all that stuff that has Damn. since shifted and become, you know, we every, anybody can get anybody's information now online except for Casey I did I did my damnedest to find our uh mugshots but What do you mean nothing happened? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I can't find mine either. Maybe it's a South Dakota thing. South Dakota is exactly you and I like yes. we all of us don't have records <laughs> with the rest of the world. I honestly researched it and there's certain states that are ju- it literally might as well just say they don't work as hard as other states because it just says uh. they don't keep up to date on their records or their files or produce. I was shots. literally talking to someone. I was it was a few months ago. It was like six months ago at work, and I was telling my funny story. And I, they were like, "Oh my gosh, we got to look for your mugshot." I was like, "Whatever." No way, and they, they tried for like hours. So yeah, I didn't look it up. The benefit of getting arrested—it's like getting arrested in fucking USSR or West Germany. <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. Up no, top, it's done. <laughs> Uh, so what, what I will are we say, all talking about? What crime? If you if you do want to look for your mugshot, something that is fun because you can. There's a website, uh, our mugshots. Uh, I forget. Uh, maybe I'll put it in the description of this episode. What is fun to do is there's a site where you can locate mugshots, current mugshots of your town, uh, our hometown, wherever you are, any town. So Ooh. I did it looking for our mugshots in Watertown. While I couldn't find older mugshots, they do chunks. have current mugshots on file. So oh, I just shit. spent an hour scanning Ashley through. Van Heel. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> I just said Ashley Van Heel, our sister-in-law. So, uh, oh yeah, there's an Ashley Van... That's right. I was like, did you get arrested again, Ash? Because <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop drinking and driving. Um I was acquitted of that. I was just arrested for it. It got settled out of court. And I just yeah, have a reckless a driving charge. You can't night court a night quarter. I know when a plea, <laughs> when a plea bargain has been made. Hey, look. The cat was mine, okay? It was just uh, to, to real quick wrap up, If as I'm scrolling through the mug shots, of course, many people that I'm seeing are like vague ghosts of oh right like right. I remember like because I didn't know them but instantly without Old seeing the paintings. name I just see the eyes of somebody I knew in high school but you know we've all aged you you don't yeah. think about yourself as aging because you 
are with yourself all the time. But I'd see, I was like, oh, I remember that skinny kid from ninth grade, but now he's gaunt, <laughs> like no hair on top, long on the sides. Obviously, he's not looking his best because he's in a mugshot. And it's like, and I just like, so I got, I caught one and I was like, oh my God, I have to keep scrolling. And then slowly come to find out, you know, like in the last year, a majority of my graduating class has been arrested in the last year. Uh, um, I see my old smiles. What takes a mugshot like this guy? There's a lot. There's a lot. What of you smile. call mugshot, I call glamour shot. Complimentary glamour of shot. Of the state. I have a we. I have a couple mug. Sh- I have one mug shot, and then I have an underage drinking shot, which is I think was just for the police's own uh, amusement because they literally they had put, a Polaroid. You put your camera. picture on a wall. Yeah, they had a Polaroid camera, and they took us out into hallways and took our picture. <laughs> well, this sounds very seedy. It Where was, and it's only seedier because I remember I was really drunk and I was I was yelling. <laughs> then they it made us matter. take off our shirts. I know it's like Pizzagate or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> they hung me like Alex P. Keaton. I I gave them exactly what they wanted because when they're like, "All right, here's your shot," I did one of these. <laughs> so for those of you who can't see it, I put my hands under my chin and did glamour shot it. But all that did is like now all the cops will be like, look at this fucking queer as it's on there like uh, yeah, right. somewhere, somewhere that baby will surface. They're the gaze of the week board. Trump's going to fix that guy. Oh, God. Keep you out of the army. Oh, Roger Blair. Roger Blair is the name of the attorney. And he comes out. He's 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 great. I like him. He's got the glasses kind of low on his nose, and he's very sophisticated. And he goes, uh, uh, Dan introduces him, and he he represents the the, the, the kid, production kid company. company, and he says we're willing to offer Mr. Steven a thousand dollars. To which, well, and he's he's also really quickly just because I want to make sure we get the good bull joke in. Got it. He's going through it and he's like, your honor, it isn't just a cat. This is a, you know, a marketing tactic. This makes us money. You know, T-shirts, sweaters, future Uh advertising. Bull comes in and goes, lunchboxes. To which I wrote. Again, remember, we're talking about a cat. Yeah. This guy kidnapped Garfield. I didn't even put it together until right now. Is that what he could fit into his lunchbox? Because that's what I thought. No, I was just like, what's up with bull and lunchboxes? (laughs) <laughs> yeah right that's what he well then everybody stops kind of the court does the slow turn towards bull and he goes it was a gift which i thought yeah i thought yeah. he nailed it <laughs> i liked it oh it was good yeah yeah yeah, was yeah. Good. bull so, just Carrie- have a lunchbox full of cat shit <laughs> so I thought- how gross is that <laughs> that's why i thought it was going because that was the question and i whatever he just cleans other people's may i clean your cat box no, no, no. I brought my own lunchbox. Ugh. Um, but yeah, so no, continue with the $1,000. But yeah, Bull, Bull did get a right. good joke so the, in. So the kitty, kitty cor- corp attorney wants to p- buy the cat back because the cat is the crux of an empire, like much like Garfield. Like They need this cat back. If they lose this cat, they're going to lose this whole empire. Yeah, because reminder, this guy isn't in court because he tried to steal the cat. He He's in court because he done stole the cat. The cat is stolen. Cat is missing. Oh, but we don't know that he stole the cat. Yeah, we do. do. We, is that what the accusation is initially? 
Oh yeah, oh, like it is. It's, You're right. It's yes. it's third degree theft or something yes. like uh, third degree robbery or burglary, and he he fully admits to stealing the cat. Um and yeah, so so the cat the company doesn't have the cat, so that's why they're in a position to bargain to with pay money. To get it back. It's Got not it. like oh we're gonna pay you to leave us alone. They really need to pay him to get the cat back. Got like, it. we will give you $1,000. Tell us where this motherfucking cat is. Yeah. And so, but by the way, there is a bit here, and I, I, I don't think, I. so the, it's actually a funny joke. It's a funny back and forth. Harry's like, they're talking about the cat and how it's pimping cat food, and it's, and it's mm-hmm. like this celebrity now, and Harry's like, you know, uh, fame, uh, celebrity, it's it's really oh, yeah. corrupting, isn't it? And then the the attorney's like, "Yeah, look, it killed Morris." What is that in reference to? I wrote that okay. down, and I forgot. I wrote what it, that note was. I went, "What killed? Who's Morris?" Th- that's I wrote it down to. I forgot what the note was, so I skipped over it. I'm like, I'm not gonna mention this. I don't know what bit this is. I have no idea. Okay, so we all have no right. idea. Something to something okay, for so next episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Hans K. Friedwall. One, two, three, go. What do you think? Who's Morris? Zach Morris. He died in a car accident in 1992. Oh, wait. I guess that doesn't make sense. But that is true. Who's a famous... Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's the fake... The myth. Isn't Zach Morris the Saved by the Bell dude? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you remember that? Mark Paul Gossler, there was a big rumor in like 1992 that he was killed in an automobile accident. No. It was in the same rumor mill that said that uh, Michael Jordan killed what, his dad. No, the the fuck. What's the name of the fucking singer? The '90s singer Apple. What's her name? Something. Fiona Apple. Apple. Fiona Apple. Uh, drank so much semen she passed out. Oh, I heard that one. I never heard. That's she had right to get up my alley. Pumps. I never heard no, that. She got a. She <laughs> that had to sounds get like something pumps. I would have started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sucked so much, so much fonts. She had to get her stomach pumped. Oh, I remember one. Alyssa Milano wanted to sleep with one member of, uh, uh, with a member of each NHL hockey team, and she was trying to accomplish this, and she got AIDS. Do you remember that one? <laughs> That's true. She did get AIDS. Did she really? No, I'm fucking She's kidding. She's dead. She might as well be. I haven't seen her in a while. <laughs> okay, so who's who's Morris? Uh, I'm trying to think of like a famous person. I, uh, he said Morris, and I just, I thought I was in my head. I was like, like Jim Morrison, Morris Is that Chestnut. Like slang we didn't know. Oh, Morris for Morrison. Maybe he mumbles Morris. Maybe it is Morrison. Maybe he just says he says it killed Morris. Maybe he's saying Morrison. I don't know. That I would fit. Like a- no, I don't think he. I don't. Uh, it, that would fit, but I don't think he said Morrison. It's we a, all wrote down Morris. It's a pop culture thing. We'll have and to we watch it with closed captioning. Yeah, it was Morris. It was definitely the closed oh. caption said Morris. <clears throat> okay. So I see. We, I thought maybe it was a politician thing, like someone got elected. In New York, like a like not as mayor, yeah, but like became famous, like a you know a Rudy Giuliani, like a Bloomberg type of famous for New York or whatever, yeah. And it went to his head, and it was you know kind of like an Anthony Weiner thing, like it just all fell downhill for him. Yeah. So I went politician. Jack Morris, pitcher for the Twins. Yep. MVP. That was right at his height. Um. Uh, 
killed Morris, and then we get so we don't know that we don't get the reference. It happened to Morris. We'll do that. We'll do the leg work. We won't. We will. <laughs> but we won't. But we won't. Uh, and then uh, the kitty 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 corp guy just starts going up the chain. Like he's like we said, he started with a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. You can't and put a price guy, on love. Yeah, and that his response, and they get to ten thousand, and the skeezy guy, just the, the cat owner, can't put a price on love. And good old Selma, he must be has, from out of town. There we go. Great job. Which I would be too at that time. Yeah. I was like, I literally wrote down what price would you put on Wyatt? The guy I lived don't... with a thousand. I'd be like, all right, let's get this over with. That you would absolutely not. A thousand dollars? A thousand dollars is a lot of money. I agree. For Wyatt? How, how, you, how long have you, know, you had Ben's Wyatt? listening to this going like 10, 10 bucks. Right. I was going to, hey, Ben, how much would you accept for your cat? Ben, Ben. No, I was saying for Wyatt, Ben would pay someone to take Wyatt if that was his cat. A thousand dollars is a lot of money for. A cat. So, but I'm let's forget about a thousand dollars. He went up thus far to ten thousand. Is Wyatt yeah, yeah. gone for ten thousand? No. Case. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. But yes. <laughs> ten thousand. No, no. But yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, of course. But no. <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not. I'm the, kidding. I will break into your window and steal <laughs> that cat for $10,000. Hold it. You have, here, Hans. Hans you, will drive to Columbus. Hans, here's a question. You have multiple pets. Are they worth different amounts? These dogs cost me so much fucking money. <laughs> they better pay out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, yeah, that's the thing. If they want to, like. I would get the thing is I can't get rid of them like they all come they're, they like they're like a they're like a like a car you have where somebody else owns the title like if I can't get rid of them because they're like <laughs> yeah it's about you know five thousand a year to, to keep this baby running so. <laughs> he's into the bank with these dogs so we'll see that uh, price is going to keep going Ash until you yeah. get rid of Wyatt as we go through the episode. I mean eventually uh, 50 or we'll get there, we'll get there. So uh, we then soon we get discover to the gallows. Oh, yeah. Tito Tito's back in the gallows by the way. Um whoa. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Uh try to leave with the headphones on. Classic. <laughs> Classic. The, ta- that's got- a Tallman move. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ohio people. Uh, so we find out that after the 10,000, he turns down the 10 grand, uh, Billy reveals, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't shake this guy down because I took, I have the cat. Ooh. The There's gallows a, go crazy. The gallows get upset. And then Harry, we start to see uh, old. Herman von Harry. Wilhelm. Wilhelm <laughs> take the helm. So Harry's starting to get get worked up, of course. Couple gavel bangs. I want to hear this shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he quickly uh, starts uh, busting Billy Young's chops and uh, threatens her with contempt of court. And then she toes the she puts a foot down and says, "I will not reveal where this cat is. It's safe. It's in a safe place. But I'm not telling you." Ooh. There's a two ooh limit in this in courtroom. Heinrich von Stone's courtroom. Oh yeah. And then Harry Harry says, you know, come on, like, let's just get this over with. Just tell us. And she said, No, absolutely not. 
It is my duty to help this feeble, wretched, pathetic uh, yeah. little man. Yeah. And I can't let him down. And he goes, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Classic. Uh, I feel like that's a bit we've heard a few times where mm. uh, the scumbags get even more scumbagged upon. Which, and then they you know apo- what? They, they I like those. I like those jokes. Me too. I do. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. That guy's creepy. Let's. Uh, Seaver might love his cat and might be a loving guy. He's which yeah. turns around oh, no, later, it's, but it's fucking creepy. You don't want to go into his apartment. Oh God, no! He just—that's the thing. He has that look, and I said it earlier. Billy he doesn't either. That's why she has the cat. That classic actor Peter Lorre had that look, and he he got famous because he did. And this all kind of comes together. Looking creepy, art school. He was the main guy in Fritz Lang's M. Which was a silent film, but the first on-screen portrayal of a serial killer. And that was that guy. And he, he like, killed children, basically. Peter Lorre? Peter Lorre. A young Peter Lorre. I guess Lurie. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. That was his biggest movie. And him being creepy and famous saved his daughter from the Hillside Stranglers. Get out of here. Yeah, his daughter got picked up. In Hollywood somewhere, she was hitching, and it was the Hillside Stranglers, and they were out out for a taste of murder. Whoa. And she was in the back seat with one of them, and they were getting, like, rough, and she was like, ha, 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 stop, stop, and her wallet came out, and there was a picture of her on Peter Lorre's lap, and the, those two fucking murderous creeps were like, what? We love that weird fucking dude. They, like... And she's like, yeah, that's my dad. And they're like, we'll take you where you like that. She got taken to where she was going only because her dad was Peter Lorre. How I am fucked learning up the do you craziest feel shit after that. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah, that creepy fuck. We love him. There's anyways, back to our creepy fuck who kind of looks like Peter Lorre, but it's not Peter Lorre. Back to him. So she, Harry, Yosef uh, Stonelin is not having it. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts her in contempt of court. Yep. And then uh, Selma, the he has Selma take her away. But luckily, Selma has some some grace and some some compassion. And she says, don't worry. I have a friend in, uh, what does she say? I, no, I have she, a friend it's, it's in booking. Creepy. I'll have her no, take matron, easy on the, the stips. Matron who, the, matron, the matron. The matron. Oh. The matron who does the strip yeah. search is a good friend of mine. I'll put in a good word for you. Okay, so number one, I have a couple things to say about that joke. Number one, funny joke, yeah. weird, but number two, no one's getting strip searched. They're going into lockup. Essentially, we actually see it later in the next scene. They're just in like a drunk tank. You don't get strip searched before you go into a drunk yeah, none tank. None of these hookers got strip searched. Ugh. You have to pay. You got to pay for that. But at the t- but but when she's presented back into court the next day, she's in. Whatever court out, whatever jail outfit that is, like yeah, a blue she's dress. Yeah, it's a little smock. I don't get it. The yeah, smock, I didn't get that. I either. think that because she's staying, because we find that when she comes back, they've been here for they've been. Oh, it's only been thirty hours. She's she's could stay indefinitely, whereas the right. the pros are going to get bailed out or processed relatively quickly, right? Because they've been sentenced and they'll do whatever, but. Billy is, as we'll find out, there until she apologizes to 
uh, his holy highness, Harry Stone. Not until she apologizes, until she gives up the damn cat. Well, I know, but Harry wants the apology because he didn't get the date. But so before we see what her accommodations are like, we have to discover who's going to handle the case now. And it's going to be Brad. And he's Brad the nerd. They really go harsh on Brad. They They really do. He's a nerd. So he wants to go throw up. He realizes he has to take the case. Classic 80s trope, or I guess comedy trope. He comes out. I've never seen it ever happen in real life, but it's the toilet paper stuck to the shoe. It's happened to you, Ash? You are a Brad. Headphones pulling the speakers uh, it hasn't. Out. It hasn't happened to me, but I saw it once with the best person to see it with, and it was Mitch. Of course. And it was at... <laughs> Some rock show and someone in front of us literally had that comedically long toilet paper attached to their shoe. And it was just just watching Mitch work with that. The best. Because it was like, this doesn't ever happen in real life. And it's like a cool indie rock show. And it's like hipsters grooving. And we're like, I don't know if it's on purpose or not. It does. It happens. It's happened. Oh, well, it happens to Brad. And yeah, Harry uh, gets his little Himmler fielding into his cahoots, <laughs> and they start nerd bashing Brad. Yeah, because Fielding goes wa- is watching him try to organize his desk, he's and like, he's like, "What a nerd! What a nerd!" And Harry has a bit of a pause, and then Harry gets self righteous, like, you know, you don't know, like this is hard, it's stressful. He's getting the hang of it, and. And you remember how it was, and then Dan is like, he just stapled his tie to the table. To which you see a little classic classic uh, old school comedy. You know, he's obviously holding the tie down with his hand. It was pretty funny. Um, and then, uh, oh, maybe this is a little later, but isn't it? Oh, it, that comes later when the horrifying criminal uh, asks to have his case tried yeah. first, as if that's how it works. Uh, by the way, in the 80s, nerd was very... Much more derogatory. Now nerd is like a compliment. Yeah, no, I literally, I thought about that too. And I was just like, wow, yeah, I guess we've come a long way with that word because nerd is like, what a fucking, like a douchebag, dumbass, like along those lines. Now it's something you get, you're like, oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry, like comics. I'm such a nerd. And being nerdy. You're oh, and they'll shit. even, they, the worst, the, like, I hate when I hear this shit. Somebody will be like, uh, don't mind me, I'm just a sports nerd. Fuck Ugh. you. No, Ogre. you are not. So, commercial break, and we're hitting uh-huh. the jails, baby. So, we're, we go in, it's ladies' the lockup. The real gallows. Harry walks in, and what happens when Harry walks into a jail floor? And tooting, and a fawning, and a haunting. You would have thought that Elvis walked in. And he put all these ladies in there. Yeah, yeah and he's he's going, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, like, glad hand, and goes like, Cindy, I love the new outfit. Oh, this fucking guy. That got my, that got my goat a little. He did, he, Casey had an audible. Hey, but it's possible that the, they got placed there by the day court. Oh, yeah. They might be day walkers. And Harry, it has been. He's proven he is kind to the night Carla walkers. B. Carla, Carla B. B. The, the patron saint of the night, the night ladies. Oh, in so re- he yeah. could be, it could, the word on the street could be like, 
Harry's kind to us. He'll give us a fair shake. Sure, sure. And really, but at, no, at the end of the day, it's that, really, it's, it's literally Harry's so hot. No, trying to rip at his crotch like he's fucking James Dean reincarnated. I'm just saying it's overkill. Oh, well, yeah, at the end of the day, overkill. though, it sets us up for uh, uh, to be in contrast to to a great yeah. joke, yes. That's which is really great. what it is. Which is yeah. So the good. setup, the setup is good. So yeah, Harry moves through the the crusty cellar dungeony jail, and all the hookers are hooting and hollering. And then he makes his way to old sass bag Billy Young, who blow the smoke off those pistols, Billy. You're sh- you're hot. You're so firing. she's she's still in her suit at this time. She's not in any you know new garb or anything like that. Um. So, so, oh, what are, so, so, okay, so he goes to the cell and she's kind of, you, you're supposed to be, and Harry is worried about her because she's trapped with all of these ladies of the night uh-huh. who are a little, you know, rough around rough. the edges. They're nice to Harry, but he knows, don't cross these ladies. Oh, God. So he's no, just yeah. like, are you know, are you okay? Like, we shouldn't have to do this. Just tell us where the cat is. And then she's getting heckled on the other side by, I'm going to call her Rhonda, because she, she yeah. screamed Rhonda to me. I just wrote um, her down as Andrew Dice Clay Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not supposed to use Hooker, I'm sorry. But yeah, she I was think, a I Hooker. Think both. So she's, <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay Hooker. She, you know, she, she goes like, oh, nice suit. I had to wear that one time for, you know, a John. And then Billy comes back with, I like your hair. What is it? Permanent press? Oh. What is a permanent is press? Andrew is that just Dice a perm? Hooker. Yeah. So she's making, f- I thought perms were big in the 80s. I think permanent press, so permanent is what you call a perm. Yeah. A permanent. Permanent press is what you do when you steam clothing. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Billy Young, you're not winning any favors from Dr. Toilet over here. So then Harry goes, you know, Billy, I really want you to reconsider. And Rhonda cuts in and goes, Billy, that's a man's name. And Billy goes, well, those are man's legs. So I guess we're even. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why I called her Andrew Dice Clayhooker is because her response, the the prostitute, she goes, uh, like she always like she's like she'd react like you got me again. She does she, the face like she goes, you need Ooh-ah. the money. Yeah. I think they're from the same acting troupe. <laughs> oh my god! Oh Dice yeah, they're a UCB better. team. <laughs> they just got they just got the whole team in there. The uh, Billy Hooks. <laughs> Billy Hooks. Uh, so yeah, they have their back and forth, and then we find out. That- also, can we just say really quickly, Harry and Billy. Too motherfucking close. Yes, and they look too similar. Everything about them is too close. Their mm. closeness in the scene, their closeness it was so in looks, their closeness like, in Like Casey, just... talk to me. Like it's like we're married, and this is so weird. Yeah, I will never talk to you like that again. He just oh, thought, yeah, you know what that means? Through the is... bars. They probably had an off screener going on. Ooh, a so screener? like uh, they're. Yeah, they're doing it, I think. Not to spread yeah, probably, rumors, but here's a juicy they're, rumor. They're, they're, Don't smell either one of their fingers. They're diddling each other under the shot. Finger oh, banging and stuff. Getting into Terry's zipper and it's extra high, so you have to go in to go low because he's got high pants. Getting also, your hands fucking, caught in a pleat. 
<laughs> fucking Harry, what's what the fuck is wrong with you? So he goes, okay, like, I have to leave you here. Basically, Harry is saying, I agree with you personally. Like, I yeah. really support your stance on this. He but, confesses that. But yeah. as a judge, like, I have to uphold the law. And, like, you're in contempt by not telling us where this stolen property is. So we have to continue to do this. Um, he said, but if you change your mind, my number's on the wall. Ooh. Again, I go back to the, the swapping of personas. I think Harry is a shameless horn dog man man slut. And I know Dan I, is not. I Dan don't is just, I don't think he's a sexual slut. I think he's an attention slut. He's definitely he's an attention worse. slut, but do you think these all these ladies are getting off a little light because they're given double pumps? Yeah. Oh, pumps no. and a bump. They call him and Harry Handjob. Stone. Oh, Harry Hand. Oh, Harry Fingers. And he even uses his name. He goes, "Hey, baby, come back here. I need to get my stones off." <laughs> oh man, he makes his own catchphrase. Uh, he doesn't even use rocks. Uh, I call them stones. I don't like. Yeah, but they bust his stones. You guys are horrible. <laughs> it's not us. It's him. Gavel bang. <laughs> He, he lays uh, down the hammer. Think about that. His old fucking uh, so then, skinny, skinny, longy is what I'm thinking it looks like. Long. We'll all have to draw pictures and she swap them. So Ugh. then old half-hard Harry saunters out as all the women claw at him again, leaving leaving Billy down there with just, you know, you got to cough up that cat or I'm keeping you down here. Oh, yeah, cough up the cat, yeah. And then our, I will say, our Silver Knight... Oh yeah. Shows up. Dan Fielding, same same setup as Harry. Uh, those hookers want to rip him to pieces. They fucking hate him. Boo. It's, a, it's actually the perfect subtlety. Like, yeah, they hate him, but it's pretty like visually it works. It's just fists out of the cell and just that like boo. <laughs> you can smell him. And he Which instantly makes sense cuz he's the prosecutor. He works for the city. Yeah. He's the one who throws them in jail. And he's also, but like, also, this is where we get, like I was talking about last episode, Ash, my favorite Dan Fielding is young, innocent, like, I'm just a kid wanting to have fun with other kids. I don't know how adult institutions really work. He has that kid sensibility when he's talking about her in jail. He's like, you know, I hear the clink can be rough, so hang in there. And then he gives her a couple packs of cigarettes and she's like, I don't smoke. He's like, no, no, no. These are currency in here. This is money here. Like, yeah. he's not being, like, facetious or anything. He's just, like, adult. And by and the he way, he only goes, wants to he get goes, get yourself something nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get yourself yeah. something nice. No, I agree. I do like that childish Dan as well. Uh, I love, well, I and I, I totally get what you're saying with the childish, but it, it goes into the dandy aspect, too, yeah. of, like, I'm in night court, but I don't get my hands dirty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never come down here. Yeah. <laughs> he's about to get, so as we cut away from that, yeah. he's about to get real dirty because he's <laughs> so under control. Uh, he's so hog-headed that he sleeps <laughs> in the court because he yeah. won't leave the court because he thinks he has this date with her and he yeah. needs to get also, his stones so off. It is adorable. Okay, so Bravo. We go to commercial Bravo and we come Larry, back. We're in court, and Dan looks not not only just disheveled, like just completely. Just he looks drunk. Yeah, he does. His hair is all fluffy and sticking up. He has like sleepy nap eyes. Like 
he's just out of it. And Normal, he, yeah, tight ship Dan Fielding is not that. And we find out that he's done this because he stayed in court for over 30 hours. So time has passed. It's 30 mm-hmm. hours later. Mm-hmm. He has stayed in court at 30 hours just on the off chance that Billy would change her mind, give Get give up the- out of jail and then give him his date because she said, when, I, when we're done. Yeah. Bed city. Bed city. And he's just so cute. So- he is, he is, but he looked really it's a, cute. It's a lecherous situation. Let's be honest. Yeah. So they start up. Harry good. says we're going to start up as we're going to start up every day of court now with this contempt case until she quote unquote coughs Breaks. up the yeah. cat. We're going to find out. So they bring her out. She's got a weird like orphany looking little dress on. Dan stands next to her, gives her a nice old whiff. Says, oh, "You <laughs> smell so great." Good. And then she gives the us her taste of Brooklyn-y overacting. She goes, I been the loust. Oh. And then does like a Hans Frywald look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so she doesn't want to give it up. And then our friend, the lawyer, comes out. He goes, I've talked to my... Uh, I've talked to the company. And they've yeah. allowed me to offer 20... Or I think... Twenty thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. No, it starts with fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And then they say, "Incredible." So I don't know. I want you to Ash when you get rid of Wyatt, just speak up. He goes to twenty. The guy says no. He goes thirty. Well, it's Billy. Oh, it's Billy, Billy that's oh. making the argument the whole time. Oh, like sorry. you can't tell this man that love is for sale, and he has his convictions. And yeah. as she's saying this, the guy's going thirty. 35, 40, so on and so forth. Keep going. Oh, and then he gets to, she's like, yeah, she's arguing. Then he gets to 50,000 and you just the hear last over her shoulder. Line, the last line is, you can't buy this man's love. 50,000. Give, give him me. the cat. Yep. Which is, I'm, I, 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 I get divorced for 50,000 for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. It's funny. But it is. <laughs> oh no, I'm but just I'm just making sure you don't make the same joke. You've already sold our cat. I don't want you to sell our marriage. How much is our baby worth? I don't know yet. Oh my god. Find just... out. <laughs> uh, you might have a bids. you might have a little pineapple on your hands. The most oh, famous yeah. Ohioan shoe shine <laughs> baby in all of entertainment. <laughs> and she's worth a lot for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I know who's gonna be bushed for the next couple nights. I'm uh, so he goes to 50 and then uh billy's incensed she's like how could you do that you'll you'll miss the love and companionship and then uh the guy's just like companionship i can buy that he said He's, i'll miss the love but companionship, you know kind of like a green i'm pretty I'm sure i can basement. buy that for yeah it's gonna yeah um and then she's on him again, like, but what about our ideals? What about this? You sold your ideals. And he's like, I sold the cat for $50,000. God bless America. America. I love that. I had that same line. Yeah. That was good. Just sharp. Oh, man. That fifty grand, baby. Feels nice. 50000 and 84? Is, there, is that a big difference in what that's oh, worth now? Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it is. Fuck yeah. Probably, my sense of yeah. my sense of time is like, well, I was alive in '84, so there's not a big difference. I think it is. I think it's probably yeah. no. There is a, there is huge, and also in 
that time of the 80s, like, that's when Wall Street was coming in and stuff like that. Like, money, that was when everything started circling around money. Like, money, yeah. money, 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 money. You got to hit the money. You got to get more money. You got to have money. Like, in that New York culture. Oh, yeah. That was right at the, the beginning of the height of, of that, like, you know, get at him. So 50000 was a, a windfall. Oh. But I think he this guy, like Jeff Bocchese, he's going to be living in a fucking Y. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think this guy, Seaver, probably has the type of friends where we're going to see his body on a forensic files. Where, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, life is no, good, totally. he just got 50000 but, you know, he selling your cat, there's karma. He young and attractive woman. Exactly. And her brother decided to move in as well. Nothing worse than those, I, what do they call them, black widows? Like, there's so many forensic files about the women that poison, like, the husbands over time. I it's so know. harsh. God, I feel like Seaver's got a poisoning coming. Oh, yeah. Maybe Have some you ever glass seen the movie and some Black tuna Widow? fish. Homework. Watch the movie Black Widow. It's so good. Oh, we got Joy Work, Black Widow. Is it a new movie, old movie? Oh, it's, oh, it's old movie. Deborah Winger. Sexual thriller. Ooh. And it's it's literally about that. She mates and she kills. Ashley's turned me on to a bunch of these because... Oh, Malice. Malice, I turned Because those were her father's favorite movies for a time. Uh, during that's the divorce. Intri- oh. <laughs> but Body that's the heat. opposite. No, it's the woman is horrible. The woman is the, the, woman the is villain. The villain. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I would think uh, like, he, just I was like, oh, is he living <laughs> out of fantasy? But the fantasy, no, they don't Black have Widow. like the opposite where it's like, where they glamorize just every men day. that beat their women. The men killers. <laughs> yeah, men yeah. killers. That's real life. Black Widow. Well, she's the villain. Like, you have, you know, the, the FBI agent trying to get her. Uh, Black Widow, Malice, and Body Heat. Those are, are the, all great. All great. All bad to the bone And women. Malice has young. Nicole oh. Kidman. Baldwin. And, uh, Baldwin. Ooh, young, yes, young pre Beetlejuice. Yes. Malice, Malice is the God complex speech that everybody plays and shows of him going, I have a God complex. I am God. That's Malice. Oh. Yeah. I wonder who the screenwriter for Malice is. It's probably some, when you get something oh, no. that hot. But it's it's baller. No, it's is it a, a Wiggy? Uh, no, it's a, a fucking West Wing. He wrote Malice. Sorkin wrote Sorkin Malice? Sorkin wrote Malice. Aaron oh, Sorkin wrote Malice. That's why it. I fucking love Malice. There you go. Really? Nice. Uh-huh. Malice has some creepy ass shit in it. It's it's good. God damn. I love that movie. Speaking of classic movies, Harry tries to quote... Harry ends up quoting a yeah, classic movie, true. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and then credits it to Aristotle, to which uh, old... I, I don't know the line. I'm sorry. I, I didn't write the line down. Uh, I don't either, but she definitely goes, it's Miss, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, she sounds like Q from Tell Him Steve Dave. Like, she that's does. Like. like when they make fun of Q <laughs> yeah. from yeah, TESD. It's not even Q's voice. Yeah, it's, it's Brian, Brian doing yeah. Q. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mr. Whiskers. And it's a cat <laughs> episode, too. Interesting. Uh, but then it comes down to Harry gives a, a life without purpose is not worth living. And she's like, oh, is that? And she quotes famous people. He's like, no, it's my dead uncle. Otto Baron. (laughs) Which I said, we stole a dead uncle reference from Liz. Because your favorite joke from last season was Liz's dead uncle. It was a great joke. 
But but they're also staying continuity wise because he's already talked about his uncle Otto, like in the first yeah. or second episode, third episode yeah. it was, first season. That's true. That's uh, valid. I'll give and you that. And then we're get we end the, we're getting to the close of the episode, which ends on a, a awesome cute gag that I loved. I it was so ma- it was one of my left. favorite closes of an episode thus far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the the tag without a doubt. Um, Not my favorite because mine was my the, favorite, the cake in the briefcase. I know you cake love in that. The briefcase. My favorite is episode one of this season with the just kidding. Oh yeah, another, you guys yeah. are double briefcase situation. So she Dan's like, all right, Dan. Actually, Dan, this is so creepy. He just holds out a key straight, <laughs> yeah. and he just says, "Ready?" Like a fucking knife. Like, yeah. is it, what is it's that? A Billy, key to his apartment? Her, like, is like, that how out of it he slacks. is? Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "No, I Dan, I I'm bushed." And she has. She's been in prison. You imagine yeah. what she she she's she's been hooking with. She's the hooks. been dealing with Andrew Dice Hooker. Yeah. Ooh. So Ooh. she's just like, "I'm bushed," and he's like, "What's what's that? Is an bushed? excuse bushed?" Yeah. Since when is bushed an excuse? And then she leaves, and then classic cartoonish Looney Tunes style hobo. He beats his jacket down and yep. folds it into a pillow, and he goes to sleep on the courtroom floor. Uh, to which- Ashley and I looked at each other, and I was like, "I think between the three of us, there are no three people who could appreciate a possible uncomfortable sleep at work nap than the three of us." Because she looked I'll at me, and I was sleep like, anywhere. "I was like, I've fucking done that." Oh I've yeah, slept on a too. floor somewhere on a jacket. We've, we've and I was like, I know Hansi. I've <laughs> slept like, in the worst of places, like when it was just like pff, too fucking much. I'll sleep. I'll sleep wherever if I'm too tired. But why do you think he can't just get? I don't in, know. I, you know. Do you know how long it would so be to get from Battery fucking Park all the way to Houston in 1984 in New York City? So like, he's just at spend another four, night on the concrete at four a.m. Huh? I guess. Bullshit. At least get an hour. He just needs an hour or two. Yeah, I'm taking a like nap on the floor. Right that ship. Because he's going to yeah. fall asleep on the train otherwise. He's got to let that hardy he's get gonna, half. He's going to wake up and in. He's got to lay face down to like work off that hard boner. Yeah. He's not face down. He's face up. I'm just saying he should have. But uh, so it's worth it. Yeah. Because it sets us up. All our friends <laughs> sell much saunters just, in. Got an old... You know, a, a Merit 100, a, a Doral sticking out of her mouth. Yeah. And she starts, she's so sweet because she's like, oh, you poor kid. You know, I'm going to get yeah. bold to and get she, you home. Yeah, she walks up on the slumbering Just like band. a like a cute little, the mom yeah. of the group. He doesn't move an inch and she's like, well, yeah, like you said, she's going to go fetch Bull to make sure he gets home safe. And as she's doing that, she pulls out her little shitty Bic lighter to light her big old long smoke and sure enough sucker ain't firing so she kind of gives pause and realizes dan isn't moving so she rifles through his vest pocket finds a nice beautiful silver zippo cracks it open like a pro lights that cigarette gives that lighter a few turns over in her hand makes sure it fits good feels good (laughs) Some bitch goes in her pocket. She and kind she does, of acts like she she's about it. to turn it back, and then she just... Eh. She does, and she looks at Dan a couple times, like she references back to make sure, A, he's sleeping, and number two, to just look at what it's, she's doing. Make sure doing. the motherfucker don't wake up. 
Um, Someone in the gallows yeah. just jacked your lighter. I don't know it what was, happened. It was really good. I love it. My yeah. note is just because I've been in crime town mode, I just quote, Selma's as crooked as Buddy Cianci. <laughs> <laughs> crooked as a Providence mayor. God. Uh yeah. All right. Yeah, that's where we end it. I love I love that ending. It, 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 you know I what? She might have saved a, an extra gavel bang with that one. Right. Uh, but that's the thing. Look at we have a, all solid endings involve Dan Fielding. Oh, yeah. He's our of closer. The three of us. He, oh, that, he there's there's the no closer. pun intended. He closes the case and he he closes the apps. And Selma. Um, Selma's had some nice closes, too. Yeah. I should, I should be keeping track of things like that. Um. What say you? Gavel bang. Gavel bang. This one goes out to Henning. I give it a five. Ooh, Whoa. she said five. I was. I, I that's was the lowest four. you've ever gone, right? That's the lowest I've ever gone. Um, I think I've gone five before. I just <sighs> haven't ever gone below five. Yeah. And it wasn't that it, I hated this episode, um, but. I really thought about what you guys said about not starting too high. And I still don't take back my eight from la- no, from two either. weeks ago from episode one because I really think that episode deserves an eight. Mm-hmm. This one was just a little too goofy for me. And I tell you the truth, like the Billy moments really ruined it. Like we really didn't have Mac at all. Oh, and he's been the fucking dark horse this and, season. And the Brad so actor yeah. the Brad actor did a great job, yep. but that is, it's tedious. Wasn't that was enough. a tedious bit that I didn't fully appreciate. Didn't like Bull being stupid. Mm-hmm. Selma had a few lines in, not nearly enough to save it. And then you know that I really hate when we get all swoony for Harry in terms of the sexual appetite thing. Horny for Harry. I just, so, no so overall it's a five. I didn't hate it by any means, but I'm certainly not going to put this anywhere close to yeah. the first episode. That yeah, I yeah. gotcha. I'm with you. I'm gonna go. I'm going lowest I've ever get. I'm going four. Wow, that's what I had also. Four. See, I thought I thought I was gonna be so much lower. I'm always I'm always on the. You're high never end. lower. I'm you're. I'm always the highest. If we go back to that season one, I think my average is like eight and a half. <laughs> I know you're gonna start doing like I give it five and a. So quarter this season's gonna bangs. be. Three and three quarters. Yeah, this yeah. I have the issue with this season. It's like you don't want to live in the past or the future because you just live in anxiety. Right. And I'm living in anxiety because I know we got a lot of Billy Young to roll with. And I got to give, like I said. It's, I think it's, she's going to pull it out. I think she's going to pull it off too. It That's was just getting warmed up. And I agree. It was a little heavy handed. I think she'll come into her own. I just think as a whole... They just if if everyone else had been firing if we if I'd gotten more so, if I'd gotten a solid Matt gag, solid bull gag, I definitely probably would have been six seven range. Yeah, they got to make us put on the bull gag, if you will. The bull gag, as Harry uh, Spanks yeah, are waiting butt cheeks. Under I just felt it was under certain like Dan. As much as I love Dan, he didn't get enough sass. As much as I love Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only reason, uh, uh, not the only, I mean, we gave him a four, could give things zero. He he saved the episode in, in my mind, but you're right. Yeah. It just, it didn't have all yeah. the components. Um, I was going to say, I th- we are giving credit. We're Midwest momming it for Billy Young, but at the same time, we do know she does not stick, stick around. We're going to have her for a yeah. bunch of episodes, but there might be. 
There might be no ship turning here. She may just be the uh, the bad impression of a Staten Islander for an entire season. But yeah, it might just be like oh, we gotta let's just try and pull it out. You know, when you're trying to, it's like when you're on stage with a bad sketch. You're like, can't get out of it now. I think That's the true. best we have to hope for is that she almost becomes a Liz, and she'll never be Liz. But she almost becomes a Liz in the fact that she's underused. She could. She has the quality of the Liz because she but you is need, not a dumb person. But you need now because you have Mac and there's a male at that position, you kind of need a woman that's not always Selma. Right. Stepping in or literally we don't know what we're going to be doing in terms of guest stars this season. Like we just may have more women coming in. I know from the outset we got the Michael Richards episode. I, mean, I know somewhere. that. You're real excited for that. I'm excited for I, it now, too. I keep saying it, and it's probably going to tank. It's probably uh, not going to be good. Oh, I think I, anything I I've seen, as much as a a filthy, uh, or as, as as much as of the mistakes old Michael's made, he's he's always on, on par when I see him on screen. Like, you go back, there's no reason for you to ever really go back and watch Problem Child, but <laughs> oh, if you good, do... Though. His character in Problem Child's really, really funny. Go back and watch. Uh, uh, he's in like Airheads, right? Remember that movie, no, Airheads? He's, no, he's in uh, VHF. Oh at, yeah, or, UHF. The Weird That's Al, right. UHF, the Weird Al movie. Because Airheads is the Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi, Brendan Fraser movie, which is kind of the same. I like Airheads. I do too. I don't dislike Airheads. Airheads, Airheads is weird. UHF Air- is funnier. I forgot. Brendan Fraser's name. I was just like thinking Encino Man. I was like, who's Encino Man? You That's probably. I bet he gets we called Encino was. Man more than he gets called Brendan. You mean that movie with Encino Man and then Rudy? And see, yeah, exactly. It's Encino. Yeah, that's how I we talk. Like he's Encino Man. Hey, look, there's a there famous Encino Man. Uh yeah. So, all right, we gavel bangs. I is that it? The Night yeah. is long and full of weirdos. She bangs, she bangs. Let's all she go bangs, take a nap on the floor and work out these parties. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> My number's on the wall. Whose isn't? Oh, let's let's all hope the hookers love us. All right, have a good night. Have a good night. We'll see you guys court. Uh, at court in Maine next episode. Ooh, yeah. Maine justice, a little Maine justice. Little old lobster. Harbor Justice. (laughs) All right. Have a good night, Court. (laughs) Okay. Hey, there we go. Court adjourned. There was case number 16. Uh, was it uh, Billy? Billy and the Kid? I forget the title. Sorry, Billy. We were a little harsh on you, but we're leaving an opening. As Ash doesn't like to say, we rocked fours and fives, which is pretty good. It's a halfie. Uh, but I think you might be the reason it's low. Anyway, um, uh, uh, thanks for listening to the pod. If you like the pod, please subscribe. Download some episodes. That's free, by the way. Just takes a little effort. 
uh, give us a rating, give us a review, go to our, uh, our, our mother podcast, Jerk Practice. Check that out on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and, uh, what is it, Google Play, where you get all your podcast delights. That's where you can find us, though I don't think on all of them, but you should soon. That's a note to me. Uh, also, uh, so our Facebook is at Jerk Practice Pod. We have a blog, uh, jerkpractice.com. And, of course, you can get that sweet Henning KO, that Henning Torture Kill logo of Harry T. Kaiser E. Stone at Society6.com. Get her on a mug, baby, a t-shirt or a mouse pad, and then decorate your pad with it. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Um, have a good night, Court, and we love you, and we ain't guilty for that, baby. Night, Court. you've done to that hair. Okay, ladies, come on, settle down. That's enough, settle down. Hi. Hello. How you doing? Fine. I love the way you pause when you're talking. Hey, sister, nice suit. Some kinky guy made me get dressed up like that once. I love your hair, dear. Is it permanent press? I see you can protect yourself. I can, sure. But what about Miles Seaver? He can't protect himself against some giant corporation with unlimited funds. Billy, listen to me. Billy? That's a man's name. Those are man's legs. We're even. (laughs) 